No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. It's time for another episode of Con Air Radio. Of course, we are your hosts. We got R-Tab. That's me. And I'm Haggard Hagrid. Jared, we are fresh off of Phoenix Comic Festapalooza Fusion. Yes, something like that. Something like that, And I wouldn't say fresh. I think I actually got Con Crud this year. Oh. (laughs) You you should have taken the vitamin C. I was thinking about it, but I got so caught up with other stuff, just didn't get there. I didn't even touch my five-hour shots when we were there. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, luckily I didn't catch anything, you know, knock, knock on artificial wood, uh-huh. um, but uh, I was taking vitamin C, uh, drank a lot of water, and uh, it, it was great for the concrete, not so great for uh, walking around in high heels. That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, we can cover that later. Right. But uh, <laughs> we do have a guest with us with us today. With us. With us. With us. I bit my tongue earlier, so. Uh, so <laughs> we got uh, we got a local artist by the name of April Reyna. Hello. Hello. Cool. So how how are how are you doing? <laughs> I managed to skirt the whole issue of Concred uh, the last two shows that I've had, so I feel really really good about that. That's good. Yes, That's good. yes. So you were at uh, at Phoenix Con uh, Comic Fest. Comic yes, Fu- I Fusion was. Fest. <laughs> well, next year will be Fusion, Fusion Fest, Fest, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I was at the Phoenix Comic Fest this time around, and uh, it'll be my last show as a local artist here in the Phoenix area, and then from there, I'm going to be basically an out-of-towner. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where, where are you headed to? Uh, we're getting ready to move over to the Houston area, so, um, you know, husband got a job out there but it's going to be a more centralized time zone i'll be able to travel a little bit more and uh hopefully get back into doing uh comic line art i really want to pick up our indie comic uh mark of the Terran again and and really see that come to fruition so nice yep we had started doing uh mark of the Terran. oh golly i want to say about three or four years ago um, the author, Melissa Stacy had pitched this idea to me at a Nine Inch Nails concert. It was the most amazing, <laughs> I know, um, it was the most amazing story. Uh, she finally got the first book out of three done and published, and of course it's available on Amazon if you want to go check it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, like she told me to take a break from it because she was uh, wanting to finalize a bunch of story um, arcs with the characters and stuff and uh and so in that time span i've been definitely working on the artistic aspect of well what makes a good artist you know as far as uh form and anatomy and like you know just trying to to work on a bunch of things that as a as an artist one should Mm -hmm. tackle and uh, I really feel like that's helped me a lot. And now that I've got that uh, delicate line art down and I've got uh, better form for my characters, I really cannot wait to tackle this again. It's been on the forefront of my mind for a good long time. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's always cool to have that. 
goals. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, if there was a way that I could describe, like, what I've been trying to do, it's basically, I'm hoping, not as finite, but um, I, I'm hoping that uh, it'll basically be, like, uh, my, my inspiration for comic uh, artists uh, are, like, Mark, Mark Silvestri, Michael Turner, like, uh, that's who was popular whenever I had first gotten into comics. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really made its mark or its thumbprint on my style and what I enjoy looking at. Um, and so I would love to see those key elements, those muscle definitions, those hyper-realistic elements come into Mark of the Terran. So imagine that kind of... Uh, that kind of form, but with like wings that can cut people. Lots of war, <laughs> lots of like nice. battle scenes. We like bloodshed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a comic book geared for kids, but I could see I could see a more refined youth audience enjoying it. Um, when Melissa had done a study abroad in India, she had seen a lot of these social systems that we take for granted here in the states. Let's face it, I, I've never felt like a underprivileged and underappreciated individual. Mm -hmm. And for a, for a female person, whether you're a kid or an adult, having to be second or third or even last in your family, that doesn't seem right. Um, so, um, or to have society not appreciate that. And so you wouldn't be able to own land. You wouldn't be able to... Uh, have enough food for your your kids and so right. yeah or, or to um well in in eastern cultures they'll they'll snap bones like the feet in mm -hmm. order to keep a ideal size they see a lot of that with mark of the terran as well it's a way to keep women from being uh, superior because mm. they're lighter boned they'd be able to fly faster so they snap their wings so they can't fly Ooh. i know i know it's really brutal but it's all in the name of beauty and that's what's sick <laughs> the japanese yeah had, had uh, yeah the foot binding and stuff like yeah. that yeah i mean the things that we endure for social acceptance for beauty for reasons that i don't understand um but you can harness so many of these social uh, and cultural injustices and bring those into a story that though it's not its main pitch you can see that um, I don't know it just I don't know it, it, you, you feel for the characters even more because they're going through the struggle right yeah so it should be it should be interesting to see because um, our main protagonist uh, she is incognito as a man. So she winds up slipping into the army uh, and learning how to fight and see what's going on in an effort to um, retaliate against her surrogate mother's uh, children's killers. So mm -hmm. uh, she has an agenda to uphold because she promised. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, no, I, I personally take a... Um, a promise very seriously. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I really like to follow through on it. And so I can identify very strongly with, uh, with the character. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see what kinds of trials and tribulations she's having to overcome at such a small age. 
because uh, she, I think, at the the start of it is like five, maybe six years old, trying to, I don't know, not feel things and hide who she is and try to go to school. And that's something that's not really accepted mm-hmm. for, uh, for her because she's a girl. Mm. And so as she starts to develop, she's having to like hide a lot more of herself. And it's a really, it's a really big challenge because, well, I mean, at that young age, you don't even know who you are, yeah. much less how you can manipulate things outside of your control. So um, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful page turner as far as the book goes. And uh, the comic should be spectacular. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're in a good place for comics. The, the Valley, and there's a lot of artists out here that, that do work in the comic industries. And, and the con has always brought uh, talented artists in from uh, the out-of-state California and stuff like that so they can work on their skills here and show them off. And, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of cool in this. There is. There's some really great, talented uh, artists and writers out there. And, and I have to admit, no other time have I seen such amazing raw talent available and what's what makes me so sad is that it's always about the big two marvel and dc always oh yeah and it's it was so refreshing to see when image uh comics had come out it was of course that was right when i started enjoying comics um uh was back when they had first started and they were kicking out some amazing books. They really raised the bar on what, what the expectation was for literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, made uh, books like Sandman even more amazing because they didn't, have to, they didn't have to meet to that a different level. They had their writing team, um, well, Neil Gaiman, and his um, his books always seem to be so driven as far as its um, literature. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that really moves the story. And then the, the art just is so unique, so different. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, well, of course, it's, it was made into a movie before. I, <laughs> I've never read it, but it, it was mo- a book called Stardust. Oh, I love that. And I love the movie version. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that is so <laughs> my husband uh, had like a really long weekend and sat down and read the book and he's like, yeah, the, the end of the movie, I think, wound up being better than the end of the book. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you don't hear that very often. And he's nope. like, I know, I know. I just wanted to let you know that like, you know, if you ever sit down to read it, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to have a lot more free time on my hands when we move to uh, Houston because art will be my full-time job from Nice. From now on, I know, mm-hmm. I know. So with any luck, my uh, my three year old will allow me to read something every once in a while. <laughs> oh my that gosh. probably won't happen. Just Let me tell you, <laughs> really. just just a little whiskey or Nyquil, just knock oh. knock the little oh, one out. Right. Although I worry that she'd be one of those wild and crazy ones where it backfire <laughs> on me, and I would not be able to can't handle that. That'd be crazy. Yeah. But there's nothing more gut-wrenching than being a comic collector right you bag and sleeve everything you go down to like you sit and read an issue and she crawls into your lap and then hits your book you're like oh my god don't do that (laughs) (laughs) just crumble me to my knees like shatter me at the core i'm like please 
please don't do that. <laughs> I have a friend that lives up north, and um, he was lucky enough to big up, pick up a huge, huge building. And he physically has a toy room, a comic book room. You know, he's got like a room for absolutely everything. Oh, my gosh. So he goes into his comic book room, and it's just shelves and shelves and shelves of boxes of, of comics that are all pristine in their oh. sleeves and stuff like this. And he's also a big Superman fan. Oh. So he's got a very large Superman collection. That's <laughs> awesome. And he's a writer, too, so <laughs> it helps him. <laughs> I imagine so. Okay, interesting side fact. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I work in as a... I work in a hospital uh, as a side job or whatever. And one day, uh, one of the doctors came up to me and was like, hey, April, if you had to pick one, Superman or Batman, who would you pick? And I was like, Batman. And he just looked at me, he did, and then walked away. And it <laughs> bothered me for like an hour. I stewed on it. I was like, what does that mean? And then I started polling everybody, nurses, techs, doctors, everybody I could ask. And I had found that a majority of the, the older community, uh, and mostly doctors, appreciated Superman. And I don't know if that's just because, like, in its heyday, that's what it was. You mm -hmm. know, you're going to ride to the rescue. You're going to win the day. And, yeah. of course, they're, they're yeah. out there saving lives, right? Um, and then I found that, uh, let's say, 50 and under, mostly nurses, mostly techs, were all about Batman, all the way and I'm like why and they said that you know it's not you don't have to just be super you don't have to be godly in order to make a difference mm. I mean you're talking about your smarts you're talking about being cunning you're trying to work outside the box and I'm like huh interesting well technically Batman's more human that's yeah. very true very it's true just, just plain and simple he's not he doesn't fly because he can mm -hmm. magically fly he mm -hmm. flies because he has gimmicks that allow him to glide or tech exactly so i found that that was a really interesting difference um just like the uh age demographic and uh vocation uh it was just unique it was different it was something i hadn't expected <laughs> It's interesting. This is this is my pull away from Comic Con or from oh, yeah. Comic Fest, mm -hmm. Comic Comic it, Fusion. It's fan. it's still Comic Con to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I got, and I got a kick out of it because the 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 material. Mm -hmm. Have you ever have you ever put in um, the insulation like on the uh, edge of a door? Yeah. The rubber stuff. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Ooh, how interesting. <laughs> yeah, they got, so they got a lot like of great So it looks like they basically overlaid, like, every Batman logo possible. <coughs> I yeah, love it. Pretty much. <laughs> I know, right? And it's fabulous. I love it. They did it. the same thing with the Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. oh. And I thought about, I was really tossed between the two. I'm just like, oh. I <laughs> and I, I was going to send a picture of this shirt to uh, one of my other friends because he works at a restaurant, and every first Saturday of the month, they call it Superhero Saturday. Oh. And, of course, I don't technically live there any or work there anymore, but I still try to, to do the superhero stuff, and, and since I didn't do anything yesterday. <laughs> Might as well. I, I, I did it today. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 you actually bring up kind of a big, uh, uh, kind of a good, interesting fact about the whole, you know, Batman, Superman if you think about it, back in the back in the early days of Superman and Batman when they were first coming out, when they started getting their television shows, Superman was more of a serious character, whereas Batman was very campy. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that also kind of kind of played a, a big part in, you know, it, it's not the Batman that we know and love today. It was Adam West playing Batman, That's which true. which was a lot campier than what we expect Batman to be, because of the Dark Knight series, because of the um, the the ones that the the previous ones, you know, Clooney, um, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer. You know, uh, 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 Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. So they, they played it a little bit more serious. So I think that's why a little bit of the younger generation kind of likes it a little bit more now rather than back then. Maybe, maybe. I Michael Keaton was my first Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't grow up uh, at a time when Adam West was uh, on TV and... I didn't appreciate the comic because I didn't have a comic shop within 45 minutes of where I actually mm-hmm. live. So that was that was my big struggle. Um, I, I always feel like I'm behind the curb a little because uh, I got into comics so late in life. Um, backstory for mm-hmm. me. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, we were just getting ready to graduate and my best friend handed me this coloring packet. He told me, color this and then turn it in at this address. You won't be sorry. I'm like, well, okay. So I did. I didn't know what it was for. I didn't know why it was important. I did like to color, don't get me wrong. But uh, I did it, and I couldn't find the address, much like today. <laughs> um, so I had, uh, I had finally uh, gotten proper directions and dropped it off. And it's, uh, and I was like, what is this for? I don't understand. He's like, well, didn't you get this packet? I'm like, I didn't personally get it, but I was told to fill it out and, and drop it off. And I, uh, uh, the owner was like, look, this this is Heroic uh, Age Studios, and we do color separations for DC Comics. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Hello. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he kind of gave me some pointers. I uh, did it again, now with a little bit of gusto, because I didn't know what this was for. Right. Um, and then they taught me how to do Photoshop and how to uh, print off color uh, pages for test print and and uh, yeah it was amazing for about two years I was doing color separations for DC Comics under Heroic Age Studios as an independent contractor nice. that's cool it was it was we did amazing titles such as JLA JSA Teen Titans Stars and Stripe um, Our Man and a whole slew of others and it was the most amazing job ever except for the fact that it did not pay very well <laughs> still there are a lot of those nowadays though. that there are i feel very privileged that i was able to do that in a time when gas was under three dollars a gallon when um <laughs> i was a long long time ago. i know i know and then uh just being able to uh to take what i learned there and be able to apply it to what i'm doing now is just amazing i did not recognize how how uh privileged i was at that time but it was spectacular i learned a lot uh we did they had like a colorist that would color in the page and then the page would get sent to us and we would take those 
those uh, physical colors and apply that into the computer so that it would be able to be printed and, mm. and printed more accurately. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very, very cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did that for about two years and then decided to, uh, to go off to college. So I moved from Illinois to here and, uh, well, got my degree at ASU or whatever, so... That was pretty cool. Or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> or it's whatever. the or so whatever degree, is the, which is really nice. <laughs> I know, I know. So, like, I started out thinking, oh, physics is where it's at. So I became a physics major for, like, the first, I don't know, four years or whatever, trying to get uh, undergrad, math, and sciences, and everything. And, God, calculus, too, is, like, the worst. <laughs> I did so well in Cal 1. I got, like, a B-plus or something. I just didn't do well on one test. And like, anyway. <laughs> um, and then I go into Cal 2, and I swear I've never felt so stupid in my life. It was awful. Yeah. I don't know. You I struggle past my multiplications. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to a point, like, uh, where most people stop, and they can't help you after that. And so and so I'd go, I, I felt like I was stalking my professor. I'm like, look, I, I promise I'm trying, but I'm still stuck on this problem that I asked you about two days ago. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, it just didn't work out. And I got so frustrated. I was like, F this. I'm going to the art program. It's going to be fabulous. And mind you, that last year and a half was awesome because <laughs> everything transferred over from my sciences. Yeah. So all I was taking was art history and art studio classes, which sounds amazing, except have you ever taken studio classes back to back where everything requires so much time? So just when you think that you've got enough time to do something, you've actually got three times as much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they can tell when you've cut corners, just so that you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool, though. Like, I... I was very privileged at that time to be able to do nothing but studio classes. And, uh, well, then, I don't know. Nothing's ever easy because that's when I delivered my first baby during midterm. So it was fine. That must yeah. have been a struggle for the class. <laughs> you know, my professors were amazing. They let me take my kid to school with me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it really was. They were amazing. Somehow I made the dean's list. I didn't even know it until after I graduated. Yeah, you know, whatever. Like, hey, congratulations on getting the dean's list. What? what? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when did that happen? Two semesters ago? Yeah, no, it was. It was. I pulled up my uh, college transcripts, and I was like, oh, well, shoot. I <laughs> <laughs> have to make that note on the resume now. <laughs> I know. It's pretty cool. Although, I don't know if that really matters so much in the comic industry. It's, can you draw? Can you make a deadline? Those seem to be pretty important questions. Yeah. I, I tell my, this story about my brother periodically, and uh, he went to school, learned uh, languages, mm. and he's fluent in like five different languages. Oh, my goodness. Um, he went to the provincial house back in Nova Scotia, and he ran the tours through the, 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 the provincial house uh, to teach, or not to teach, to... Um, uh, for like if a Japanese group came in, he would teach. He would walk them through and and show them everything. If a German group came through, he would walk them through and show. He would he knew like five different languages. Whoa! And then I got a text kind of one time um, that uh, my other brother says, um, John quit his job. I'm like, really? What? What's he doing now? And my brother's like giggling in the background. He goes, he's a lumberjack. 
<laughs> he knows five languages, and he can cut a tree down in five different languages. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> goodness. <great. laughs> but uh, he only did that for a short period of time. Then he found his, quote, na- natural calling. Now, this is a guy, when I was young, was an absolute klutz. <laughs> Couldn't put two feet in front of his, you know, the fronting line. You could tell him, cold, sober, walk a straight line, and he'd fall. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. So, but now what he does is he runs tours, uh, back trail tours, uh, walking tours, canoeing tours, kayaking tours, skiing tours, uh, all around the province. So he physically is like constantly out. I don't know if he has a house. (laughs) I don't know if he even has an apartment. All I know is he spends more time outdoors than any other person I know. Just just has a place where he keeps his stuff and that's pretty much it. Right. I mean, he, he, actually would, he actually taught English in Germany. Ooh. So when he was off from work, from the schooling, he would go on his bike, and he would do these back trails. And he goes, yeah, some of these trails were so cool. I really loved them. You know, I'd go by, like, five castles <laughs> on one little bike trail. You know, some of them would be in ruins. Yeah. Um, some of them would be still inhabited. So, but he was like, oh, it was so great. It was great, great. You should, you, you could come over. You should come over. I says, yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the money for that. <laughs> no doubt. So, but yeah, it, it's that kind of thing. Is, is you just never know when your calling is going to come out. Totally. You know, I've been in the restaurant business for like my entire life. But uh, then um, I got in with some people that uh, started doing these little radio shows out of the middle of nowhere. I said, well, where are you doing these shows? And when, where are you putting them? And they're going, oh, we upload them on the internet. And I'm like, really? Mm. There's a niche for that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> so then uh, I just kind of started getting interested in it. I was hanging around with certain people. And then uh, I said, you know, I, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I figured that I would fi- it would fizzle out. You know, I figured we we'd bored of this eventually. You know, we just passed two years, and it just did not feel like it was two years. That's when you know you're doing something right, is if you still have the passion for it after that. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be honest, we are in good terms with, like, all of our guests, you know, and we see all of our guests on a regular basis. Excellent. So it's phenomenal. So it's like a family, you know, it's a huge family. And this last con was just that. It was a family reunion. Yes. <laughs> we ran into like all of our cosplay friends and it was phenomenal. My wife was yelling at me. She's like, she goes, you know, you take all these pictures of everybody, but you never take a picture with the people. I'm like, you know, I always think about it 20 minutes after I walk <laughs> away. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I'm like, oh. so this time, yeah, I ran around. I'm like, look, I've talked to you. I've taken pictures of you and stuff like this, but I forgot. I need to get pictures. So Sunday was my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab an arm. Smile. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> no, Next. I, I liked uh, talking with the, the people that we had uh, on the show previously for uh, just different um, cosplayers and whatnot, but I like to pick their brains about how would you do this? How would you oh. make this? Like, And uh, it was actually pretty awesome because, as I said before, I was wearing high heels. In, yes. one of my, in one of my cosplays, I was actually doing a uh, Roadhog Lolita 
from, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever played or heard of Overwatch. I have heard of it, and okay. I do believe I've seen a picture of Lolita. But, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. intense, especially it's with the heels. Oh, honey. You ought to see what Roadhog looks like. <laughs> so, so, actually, you can. We have the ma- I have the mask right over here. Yeah. So, Roadhog is just this big, beefy... Um, that statue above the mask. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's him right there. Uh, one of the other characters, her name's Diva, and she has a skin, an outfit that's called the Black Cat Lolita. And somebody on the internet drew every Overwatch character in that Lolita dress. Oh. So I'm like, just scrolling through them. When I saw the one for Roadhog, I was like, yeah, this I have to do this. <laughs> I have to do this. So uh, luckily, I had a couple of friends help me out. I had one. We were in here making the dress, and it took probably about, um, say, about three and a half to four weeks for the dress. And then my other friend, she whipped out, uh, whipped up the mask in, I'd say, about two weeks. Wow. And you know, I never did find out. What did uh, Ladybeard think of it? Did you send a picture? I sent a picture. I haven't heard back from him yet. I think he's, uh, he's on tour right now. Damn it. But, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, so I'm I'm walking by the you know the people that I cause that uh, call the professional cosplayers there, and they're like, oh my god, that looks amazing! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, thanks. I didn't. I, I barely had anything to do with it. I was just the concept guy. There you go. <laughs> but on the same note, you ought to see him in his Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do Hagrid. That one I did everything on. He, nice. I just he threw does everything Hagrid together. He does Hagrid very well. That is yeah. so cool. Hagrid is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. I have this. Uh, so there's this meme that's been going on uh, online. It's uh, pretty much the, there's a picture of Hagrid, and the words are pretty much the, the, somebody wants to see a television program where Hagrid is essentially Steve Irwin tracking down mythical creatures. Oh. And I'm like, yes, this needs to happen. Right. And I thought up the perfect title for it Fantastic Beasts. And where Hagrid hides them, because <laughs> you know we're, we're we're working off of the popularity of the uh, Fantastic Beast series. So actually, here's a picture of that. Oh, cool! So yeah, and Very I have a, cool. Actually, uh, I, I was walking around. I have a little uh, stuffed Niffler that one of my friends made. I actually has a stomach pouch, and I put little gold coins in there, and I just pass them out to kids. Aww. So to have have them start their their wizarding fund. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's a it's a fun little fun little thing. Oh yeah. yeah honestly, I, I cannot believe how how much Hog not just Hogwarts, but uh sorry. Harry Potter. <laughs> how much the Harry Potter universe has touched and molded so many oh, young yeah. minds. Even the you know, people like me who got into it. Either, later on yeah yeah and just you know maybe it wasn't meant for us but we've certainly tapped into that and are able to truly appreciate it yeah whenever Plus, whenever i have like multiple days off in a row usually if i quit my job or get fired um <laughs> i i sit down and i'll watch the whole series oh totally <laughs> my uh, my 10 year old has uh, been watching a lot of it uh, as of late and i'm hoping that i can reread the books to her hopefully um I don't know. It's just, I think the books are just so magical. I mean, they like, are. The movies are great for, you know, a good hour or two or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It just, 
I don't know. I never got to finish the series. I got uh, through one uh, book one through book six, but I never got to read the last one. And mm-hmm. I have it. I own it. There's no reason why I can't. Ever since I started <gasps> doing this podcasting, social networking thing, I don't think I've really picked up a book. And I have a ton of mm. friends that are authors. Mm. And I've got almost, you know, they, they come out with a brand new book. I'm like, all right, I'm there for support. I buy the book. It goes on my counter. Uh, I've had to condense like two stacks of books that I've never touched Aww. and actually put them on the shelf because they were all beside my nightstand, on uh-huh. my nightstand. But it got to the point where the stack of books was almost high enough to where the fan couldn't hit me anymore. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I had to move them because they were blocking the breeze. Yeah. And so... And it's like that. I buy the book, and I'm like, all right, I got two pages in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a social networker. I physically am on the computer constantly. And then I realized that I took uh, the other day off, um, and I told my wife, I, said, I got up and walked outside once, and it was to talk to my wife as she was picking up my daughter to take her to work. <laughs> and I go... I've been sitting in front of that computer all day doing social networking, editing for uh, a, a podcast that I'm going to put out. Um, and uh, just, uh, and, and then, of course, I'm also practicing and watching and learning how to play a game called Ark. Hmm. Because uh, I, very soon, a couple of weeks, I'm going to have everything I need for my computer so it's capable of playing the game. Yeah. And I'm going to be twitching it. So I will be on Twitch, seeing, showing people how I can screw up Ark. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, like, when you watch the game, you're going, all right, I'm doing, I'm good, I'm doing good, doing Mm -hmm. good, and then some Tyrannosaurus Rex or a raptor comes, bites you up, and and just chews you to pieces, and you're like, okay, I've lost everything, got to start again. (laughs) All right, Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play some commercials. Yep. And we'll be right back and we're going to talk, uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, about your past, what you, what, what, what you've been doing and, uh, awesome. in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, uh, I know you were at, uh, at Comic-Con, Comic Fest, whatever that was. Comic, 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 chameleon. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about our, our experiences there. Sounds great. All right. All right. So we will be right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. everybody ed vanderley here the host of 1980 something do you love the 80s did you live through the 80s do you miss the 80s every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on star worldwide network with 1980 something we take you back in time we talk about music movies tv fashion the games whatever comes to mind so join me here each week on 1980 something on star worldwide networks You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. 
If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back. And uh, so I know we, we said we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Mm-hmm. Now we're about a week, uh, week removed from it. Yes. I'm um, already depressed. Oh, I was <laughs> depressed the day after, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that Sunday after we started, le- uh, started packing everything up, I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. I, got, I got here, put everything down, had my suitcase, my huge duffel bag, uh, cooler, all these different things, and just plopped down on the bed and took a two-hour nap. <laughs> oh, I was down for the count. I never mm. even unpacked my car. Still haven't. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't unpacked yeah. my bags. Like, I'm slowly getting stuff out of the bags. And I'm like, uh, like I, 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 just, I, I just realized I have to get a cosplay wardrobe now. Oh. Because he needs to get a new job so where he can actually have his own place to where he has, like, three rooms, one for this type of cosplay, one for this, one for that. Yeah, yeah. No, see, one's, one's for making, one room to make the cosplay and the other one to store it. To store it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's all I need. Yeah. I, uh, a I'm friend of mine I, uh, lives up in, I think, Vegas, and I stayed at her house once, and she had two closets full of cosplay costumes. It was pretty incredible i'm like mm-hmm. goodness we were i imagine that i would cycle some of that out and and she's like no you don't ever get rid of anything you never know when you want to like hodgepodge it together or yeah and that's like so what some of our cosplay friends have said she yeah goes, they'll go oh yeah but if i take this and everything put this together then i can create this yes mm-hmm. everything that's old is new again right you don't want to rebuy yeah. our stuff yeah, it, it, it's pretty amazing, uh, you know, what we've done and what we've seen our friends that are cosplayers do. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And th- this year, because of the way Comic Comic Fest uh, did it, all the uh, all the cosplayers that we normally only see a little bit of were there in full force. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. And, and that when I was talking to them, I said, so how are they treating you and stuff? Like, oh, it's great. They're constantly coming back. What do you need? How's this going? This, this, this. And they gave them nice sections, nice big booths to where they, you know, they're not all cramped together in the mm-hmm. hallway or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the cosplayers that I talked to were all ecstatic. They were yeah. just like, oh, this is so phenomenal. I, I, I will say this for for what it was this year. It was such an improvement, not only the security, right, but also getting in and out of the con area. I never waited more than five minutes in a line. I did that one night uh, Saturday. Now that's where, that's different. Yeah, well, it was a long wait. Yeah. 
It, it, it was, of course, a fire alarm that, that caused that wave. I was but. completely oblivious to it. I had already exited the building. I didn't even know. My husband's like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I am fine. Because I was doing some work over at uh, Networks, like their patio. Mm-hmm. That's the go-to place. Like, yeah, I after, know. That's my favorite place yeah, to go. That, like on a Saturday night, like after uh, after the show, I always it's just a routine now. I always go to Networks and I get a bacon cheeseburger and a double shot of Goldschlager because that'll kill anything <laughs> that I've ate. Right? Yes, absolutely. You know how rare it is. I heard anybody, anybody, <laughs> you know more what? or less, a girl say, no, "I did, so, okay. I did shots of Goldschlager." <laughs> Whatever. Okay, and let me tell you how hard it is to find that. And yes, that's my con drink. Like, like I don't drink outside of the show at all. I've got two little trial bottles of Goldschlager sitting in my cabinet. And then <laughs> next show that we're at, you'll just pass those my there way and no. save me a bill from the bar. Yeah, no, I, I, I did Goldschlager a long time ago, and I remember the night that um, that uh, a friend introduced me to him at a, when we were out bowling. Mm. Uh, and then the only other time I ever went to a karaoke bar uh, was a night that I was doing Goldschlager. And I was eventually so sloshed that when the girl spilled the Goldschlager on the table, I said, nah, don't worry about it. I'm just Yeah. It's great. It's fine. Oh. Is that onions? I, uh, <laughs> right. No. But, you know, uh, so that's that's kind of my, my go-to drink. If I can't have that, I'll just, I don't know. The running joke now is that I'll just get a Sprite. It's horrible. I know. <laughs> uh, it's not even the same. Yeah. But we were. Um, so Me, it's melon balls. You're okay. Vodka, orange juice, and a half ounce of Midori. <laughs> Kool-Aid had, with a kick. Right. <laughs> We went to um, to Amazing Houston Comic Con. Uh, I think it was last year. Shelby Robertson and I uh, traveled over there, and uh, after the show, we go to um, some restaurants. and I ask for it, and they're like, "Nope, we don't got it." And then it became the the pursuit of this mysterious gold that nobody <laughs> ever asked for and nobody had. We went to like three or four different places on the hunt for this. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And, of course, we go to the Summit Dive Bar. Like, wow. Like, there's, like, two lights in the whole place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, wait, I think this is in the back. Like, he literally was <laughs> scraping off a layer of dust. Like, he's like, nobody ever orders this. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> so, anyway. I'll just take the whole bottle. I know. <laughs> just leave it. I'm fine. I know. I think he even gave me a little extra because he felt sorry for me. So, it's fine. Now, mind you, the next day we go, and I'm cracking jokes at the bar because there was a bit of a wait for that same restaurant, the same one, the first one that we went to and had whatever enchilada or whatever thing. And uh, this bar back, she's like, oh, we have that. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Like, we spent (laughs) an hour looking for this yesterday. Like, oh, my gosh. I was really just a little... (laughs) anyway noticeably but yeah yeah yeah, but she was she gave me an terribly terribly generous portion and charged me for only two shots and i was like that's fantastic i couldn't even drink at all so i ordered an ice water (laughs) wink wink nudge nudge uh yeah anyway so no it's just it's fun like always drink responsibly of course uh never get yourself in a precarious situation where you can't that's why i have a designated driver no matter where i go absolutely yeah never know when someone's going to Exactly. <laughs> it only it only takes one time to ruin it for every other time that you ever go. So definitely drink responsibly. But yes, when you go, have fun. 
Ah, uh, but don't don't drink so much you can't remember all the fun. Yeah. Just ruined I did that. It. When? Yeah, right? <laughs> all the time? What? <laughs> so anyway, I don't yeah. even remember those people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I had... Um, I don't know. Like I, I've just learned that that's that's what I enjoy, and I just go with it because I can monitor uh, how I feel. It's it's amazing. I, I'm not a beer person, and mixed drinks they they always get made differently. And oh yeah, yeah. And you can't ever like you stand up and all of a sudden it hits you all at once, and then you just feel rotten. Yeah. I like making them at home yeah. because a lot of the time when uh, when my like my wife is going to be out for. Sometimes she gets together with some of her friends from the library or something mm-hmm. like that, and then I'll actually turn around going, oh, I'm going to turn up the tunes, fire up the computer, and I'm just going to sit there and have a few drinks while I'm doing it. Totally. And because, of, as I said, I mentioned uh, melon ball. Uh, when I drink the melon balls, uh, I actually uh, use uh, not regular orange juice. I use the uh, uh, tropical blend a little bit, oh. so it's got banana taste and stuff like that Ooh. into it, which is kind of cool, but it's yeah. it, Virtually, when you add the mandori into it, it virtually tastes like Kool-Aid. Fantastic. So I would make these, and there was one night I, I'd, I'd been doing this, and then um, I, I said, oh, okay, AFK, i got to go to the bathroom real quick. So I went to go get up, and I, like, started falling over. Oh. And I'm like, holy cow, what the hell? And then I realized I was on my seventh one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes a difference. And I'm like, oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. As long as I'm sitting yeah. down, that's great. But holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but hey, drunk computing is, is a way of life. You've got to master it. <laughs> no, my, my con drink of choice is mead. mead. Oh, there you go. Oh, my, my drink of choice anyway is mead. Nice. Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> like beer, but you can practically chew it. Chew it, yeah. All no, right. no, 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 no. Mead is completely, it's not, nothing like beer. It's a it, it's a honey wine. Oh. It's a thick thickened honey wine. Okay. He, di- he didn't say no. You couldn't chew it. He just said it, it was thicker. It was just not beer. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> it's de- it's de- definitely <laughs> not definitely not beer. No, but it's it's probably one of the it's best. Good, it's smooth. It, it, well, I mean the the one that I get it's uh, it's actually called Viking Blood. Um, probably one one of the best and one of the booziest meads that I've ever had. Wow. And I have I have a bottle of it waiting for me. I got I got just a little little bit left. I need to finish this one up before I buy another one. Yeah, that's probably good. I didn't good. do any drinking this entire weekend. Really? I, or that who's, entire weekend. Whose fault is that? Oh. I don't know. So, this I think it's because I didn't podcast all weekend. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to get the podcasting stuff up and done, and it just didn't come to, come to yeah. pass. So I got depressed and went downstairs and didn't find the interesting to drink. Oh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> that and the network was absolutely abandoned. No. You know, I've, I've noticed that it, it, at least I could get in and order my food, mm. which was kind of a nice change of pace. Well, it's because they didn't have the gaming. I know. At the I this know. Year. And, and, and of course, uh, to be honest, uh, a lot of people thought that, you know, the Hyatt pulled away from it or something along that line. I don't. What it's, I, it, the actual fact is it was because of the security. Yeah. The city made said basically you need to secure these people and you can't do it at the Hyatt. Yeah. I uh, I ran into uh Joe Boudry and was talking about that and he's just like the convention said we had a 
had to host it here, which was fine. Um, cause I, I got to, uh, do the annual poker tournament for the kids need to read mm-hmm. charity auction. Mm-hmm. That's our friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're good friends to have. Um, so anyway, uh, and, uh, Randy and Angie had asked, uh, me to step in and do the live auction this year cause, uh, Jen Brumall wasn't able to attend. So ah. that was exciting. I've never been uh, in that kind of a hot seat before. So that was really spectacular. I got to do, um, I got to do that, and I did a uh, Deadpool domino. Nice. Yeah, it was really funny. Great. Um, we uh, we ran in, ran into a bunch of, of unique ones, and one of the people I ran into, um, what was it, the. Uh, what was it? Oh, the Deadpool. He was a Deadpool Power Ranger. I, I like this one. She's uh, she's showing us the picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. People <laughs> <laughs> watching from the window. It's a good one. It's a good one. But yeah, uh, Chris Wood did uh, cable watching from the window, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just super fun. Um, but yeah, so I got to play a little bit of poker. Oh my gosh, it was the worst hands ever. <laughs> worst hands ever. And uh, I was glad I was able to to partake of uh, that, so I got to like see some of the other shenanigans going nice. on during the event because I got out like uh, so early in the thing. So eh, yeah, whatever. Still fun. Oh, yeah, totally. You, the money that you brought it made you get out. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I bought back in a couple of times, but, you know, just because it's a tournament, like, there's different levels for, you know, mm-hmm. like, culling the herd, and I got culled out really fast. <laughs> to be honest, I used to love playing poker, but then I got to the point where I, I couldn't sit, sit still for that long. Oh, so. I can't help but smile. Oh, my gosh. They hated me. It was fun. I used to use that as uh, I, talking to myself as a kind of a thing. I just, Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> oh, I drove I crazy this time. <laughs> I was like, all my hands have sucked so hard. I'm not even going to look at the cards. You're welcome. And you're like, oh, God. And so I did that, I think, three times because it literally was so, so bad. And I only, I only won one because I bed too high that nobody else was like I, I got crap I don't even know <laughs> and it was it was just I didn't even get a chance to see if I actually had anything good it was really <laughs> sad but uh, no it, it was super fun gosh I, I love I love being able to participate I'm so glad that they were still able to do it this year yeah it's one of the few ones that actually got done um, mm-hmm. I was on my way um, to a friend's um, expo of um body painting oh uh, when i had barely just gone into his event and uh, the alarm went off oh and uh, i sent him a text and i'm like uh so how's it going mark <laughs> and basically oh mark greenwald yeah yep. nice yeah he was having to try to figure out what to do with seven naked women <laughs> which i mean sounds uh, like a great night you know? i'm thinking a drawing ish like like Bring them on over to the networks. We'll just do a drawing session. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would have gone over well. But, yeah. at, and then um, just sat outside for a couple hours, and it was like all of a sudden it's like, well, our party's supposed to be going on here in the yeah. next little bit, and it got canceled. 
And uh, I was talking to Denise later on um, that evening, and uh, she was like, yeah, I'm not looking forward to having to refund all that. (laughs) But I I will say this. I'm actually very proud of a lot of of people who were going to go. Even though they got refunded, the, the, uh, the entry... For the for the party, they turn around and donated it right back. Aww. So they and said, "No, th- th- this was going to a good cause. Yeah, it's still going to go there." That's and I awesome. asked Denise about that, and and she's actually going to keep me informed. I turned mm-hmm. around and I asked her. I said, "This may sound a little morbid, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm being very interested to find out how many people refuse to take the money back." Aww. Um, and so she's going to keep me informed. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. On the going run for that. Uh, because I didn't even get the opportunity. I was actually thinking they were gonna, you know, send me an email or something. I just got the refund. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got an email. Uh, actually, I believe it was on um, Tuesday. Yeah, and it was like it was starting to be refunded, so, and boom, they everyone got I've their money back. So. Donating to uh, art for the mm-hmm. kids need to read thing, whether it's for an auction, uh, like a live auction, a silent auction, mm-hmm. donating sketches to the. Um, well, to the uh, poker tournament for mm-hmm. whatever um, for years now, and I actually look forward to it. And yeah. I, like when they were like, "Oh, we can't do the live auction because uh, time constraints," I'm like, "You're still gonna do it. Here you go." <laughs> and so, yep. well, they used to put them up on eBay though too. Oh, um, I've yeah. never seen them on on eBay. I've always seen them there, like. Uh, doing it uh, amongst the crowd and whatnot, and so that's re- that's really nice. Mm-hmm. I, it's just something I look forward to. I, I don't have a lot to give, but I do have this great, wonderful talent that allows me to to do things and go places and meet people. And if it can help, you know, fund a great organization like Kids Need to Read, I'm right. all about it. Like, without my community, I would be nothing. And yeah. we're big supporters of Kids Need to Read. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I have mine set up for um, uh, uh, Amazon so that when I buy anything on Amazon, it actually sends money to Kids Need to Read, oh. a small portion of it. Cool. It's called, um, it, I think it's called Amazon Smile. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go in there and, and chick, pick a choose uh, a charity and a small portion of whatever you spend money on goes to it and hey i've been spending a lot of money when it comes to this podcasting stuff so um (laughs) you know so uh, kids need to read has earned a little bit from me cool (laughs) i mean it's a small portion and and actually fries has a similar program nice fries uh, um uh, foods uh you can actually donate donate a small portion of your uh, grocery bill i saw that they were doing something like that uh or one of the pto moms had told me about that and you can donate back to your school or something like that and i thought that was a really cool idea so uh i don't know i haven't i haven't rejoined pto now that we've like moved but i'm looking forward to get back into that nice i think i think pacific theater of operation it was a sega or a nintendo game when i was a pto (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I come from a I come from a call center world, so I'm thinking paid time off. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, parent teacher organization. Yeah. Those abbreviations go way too much. If someone you know, says PTO, you're going you. What? Yeah, like you're going to vacation. Time? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was cool. Um, we actually really enjoyed uh, con this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, me too. And me too. I, 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 there was some negativity. Um, people mm. were upset about the prices going up. Um, yeah, and 
that, but you're gonna you're gonna have that no matter where you go and what you do. I mean, like they're gonna have to make um, they're to a certain extent. I I had to buy a kids pass for my three year old. I like my three year old isn't gonna get out of a stroller. Like I didn't think that that was. You had to buy a kids pass. I had to Don't buy. Don't you gotta get them automatically get two passes for your table? Uh, sure, but I had my husband, my 10-year-old, and my 3-year-old, so... Never saw your husband there at the table. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, he was there on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and the girls love to go. Well, I mean, the one kid likes it. Uh, The other one is completely oblivious. You know, Mm -hmm. she... They're colorful people. If there was, if they were <laughs> handing out suckers, she'd care. But other than that, she's. There kinda... were a lot of authors that were handing out candies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. See, see. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good time. They had a lot of fun. I, they didn't need to do as much as they had wanted, just because. Well, the attention span of a three year old, I can't really justify Seriously? that. <laughs> I, there are people that I still couldn't find. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I got to look for so-and-so. I got to look for so-and-so. I, it was Sunday, and I still couldn't find the kids need to read booth. <laughs> oh, no. It was right smack dab in the middle of everything. That's what Denise was telling me. Going, How in the heck can you miss that? It's because I had a complaining wife. She didn't want to walk all these things. So mm. we, we were walking these back ones, and uh-huh. we were doing full aisles. Yeah. Right? And then she made a comment going, well, no, no. And so, so we ended up shortening it down to where we're doing these ones. Uh-huh. So evidently, somewhere over in here is where we missed because mm-hmm. I was trying to hit. My goal was to hit all the aisles on day one oh. so where I know where everyone is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the following days kind of go out and, you know, hit them up and talk to them, do the social well, thing. There, there's, there's like also, there was also two other ways where you could have uh, could have found, found out where they were. Open the magazine and see where it says. But I'm a guy. Or, or, or I don't <laughs> read. <laughs> or the or, app. Or you could use the app. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which I have to say, a big improvement on the app this year. I had a lot of people say that yeah. they really enjoyed that. I, so. I did enjoy the way the app had done. And then it, it did bog down on me like once or twice to where it was just kind of seizing up. But uh, mm-hmm. I expect that's because, hey, everybody in the in, in the area is using it. I, I enjoyed it because it let me know 20 minutes before any panel that I wanted to go Absolutely. to. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it just had, had it vibrate in my pocket. I'm like, oh. Oh, I better get to this panel. Yeah, which which right. was actually kind of funny. On uh, on Friday, I was dressed as Hagrid, and they were doing a panel uh, about uh, how to take care of your mythical creatures. <laughs> and it was uh, it pretty much it was Hagrid's mad uh, mad affair with animals. That's that's what the title was oh. uh, with mythical creatures. And so I walk in as Hagrid, <laughs> and the very first line of their panel was uh, Professor Hagrid. It was supposed to be, couldn't be here today. But then he just looked, the guy looks over at me and it's like, Professor Hagrid is allowing us to uh, run take o- run this course. I'm like, okay, that was, that was a good cover. That was a good, that cover. Was a good cover. And they, they actually referred to me a couple of times with, and I just played along. Oh, it was, sure. And then uh, actually the funny thing is, uh, so I uh, went to an event last year. It was... Uh, Harry Potter's birthday party at the Changing Hand bookstore oh. in down in Phoenix. Uh-huh. The people that were actually running this uh, this panel run that party. Oh, so they actually approached me and like, "Hey, would you like to help us out? Like, you'll get in for free. You'll actually be part of the planning committee and all that stuff." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." It's like they they asked, "Have you been there before?" I was like. Well, yeah, I went last year and I uh, took second place in the costume contest. Nice. <laughs> They're like, okay, we thought that was you, but we didn't want to assume. Aww. 
but no, it was pretty cool there. Totally. I, I pretty mentally awesome. am trying to, to create a, a, a Harry Potter costume so that I could participate also. Fantastic. Um, but the downside is, is that um, I'm not that creative, you know, so I, I'm like, uh, wife, please make me something like this. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, it sounds, it, it's terrible and I shouldn't do that. But uh, I, I, I chose two that I was looking at. Um, but I uh, went away from the first one because there was some details that I didn't want to mess with. Mm. So uh, I do think that uh, when I try to go next year, I'm going to go as a Death Eater. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Very, very simple. Very specific. You know, not very, not very specific. It's, it's definitely just, I wear black. I have a wand. Sure, sure. And I hide my face with a mask. <laughs> Boom. Done. There done you go. and done. Yeah. Just, oh. make, just make sure the mask breathes. Well, yeah. Well, it's going to do like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No. Oh. I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I love goofy. I love this mask, the mask that I wore for, for Roadhog. But I could not breathe in it. Like, like yeah. I, I, I could breathe in it for about a good five minutes, and everything started fogging up. And I'm like, oh, I need to make some adjustments on this. So yeah. That's... Version, version 2.0 is going to have air holes and maybe maybe an, uh, an additional air tank. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, small batteries for yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Like I might actually, because it has, because it's like kind of like a gas mask. The front cans, I might actually convert those to fans. Ooh. That could actually be a. Ooh. That would be very cool. Small air compressor. You know, there you hit go. your arm and it goes. <laughs> a little fluff of air coming. You know, like when the doctor does your eye test. Oh, and they I hate yeah. that. No way. Mm-mm. Oh. No. <laughs> I opt out of that task like all the time. You've never seen such a big baby. Well, I'm sure that they've got like bigger babies, but it was so funny. The last time I did that glaucoma test, oh my gosh, Uh, my 10 year old was there and I'm sitting there psyching myself up like, yeah, okay, 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 we can do this, we can do this. And so um, she's like, are you okay, mom? I'm like, yeah, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be your turn next. I get one done, and I'm all like, "Oh God, I can't do the next one. I can't do it." It was really dramatic. Oh no, she's like, "Mom, seriously?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So I did it, and then I just sat there and like waited for her turn. I'm like, "Worst." I'm like, "Mommy's recording this." No, no. You know what? I grew up in a day uh, when and the internet wasn't there, and so. I mean, obviously, you got to be able to like when enjoy what's going on without it having to hit social media, and then of mm-hmm. course everybody knows. And it wouldn't be such a big deal if I only had like two hundred people following me and was all friends and family. I got like three thousand friends, and last yeah. thing I want is like two years from now, like remember that video where you were just like, okay, well, I, I've mm. I've had that issue too, and 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 hey. I didn't grow up with that at all. <laughs> right. I mean, none of us did, which is um, awesome. We could actually make our mistakes without them being a live feed. Oh, yes, my goodness. Yes, but sometimes those things do still follow you. I That's had a true. friend out of the blue. <laughs> um, we were practical jokers when we were young. And uh, one Halloween, uh, we did this really kick-ass practical joke. Mm. Um, and I really didn't think there was any real evidence of it happening. Um, but, uh, one of the guys from home sent me a picture and he goes, do you remember this? And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> you still, how, duh, duh, duh. 
All right, so the story basically was, and this is a quick wrap-up on it, um, we were doing practical jokes during Halloween. Um, my friends and I were all junior firefighters. So uh, we all worked like heavy duty on, on Halloween. And we had little walkie-talkies to talk to the other firefighters to find out where we need to go to, to intercept and uh, have issues or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, we really never did. <laughs> we used it to find out where everyone is so that when we pulled our pranks, there was no one in the area. <laughs> awesome. So uh, a couple of our famous pranks was one stuff a uh, pair of uh, overalls uh, jumper suit full of straw and hang them up in a tree the fun part is when the lights hit them correctly you see this body kind of just dangling in a tree <laughs> it's hilarious almost gives like women older women heart attacks but uh, and so we kind of dropped that one after a while we did that with uh with a deer once we, uh, we also had our famous one that we like to use. You take a lacquer, a clear lacquer, mm. uh, spray a stop sign and light it on fire. Oh. Because it doesn't actually hurt the sign. Mm -hmm. It just burns off the lacquer. Oh. So when people are driving down the road and they come up to the stop sign and you've got this flaming stop <laughs> in oh front of you. Oh, my goodness. It's hysterical oh, watching I bet. people. And then, of course, the one that's still in our history books back home, um, that no official city or police know who did it. Oh. Um, we hung a VW bug under the bridge, dangling over the water. Oh. We gutted it, <clears throat> pushed it out there, threw it over the side, because they virtually have no weight once you gut them. Take mm -hmm. out the engine and all that stuff, and you gut them. We tossed it over the side, and one of my friends was actually very small, kind of like Asta, and... Uh, he crawled or walked on the beams all the way out oh. under under the bridge because there's no way to get out there otherwise. And we whipped the cable down. He crimped the cable. So the cable was hanging from the very middle of the bridge, okay. not the edges. So it took him days to figure out how to get this damn car out from under the bridge. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> they physically had to bring a barge, drop a barge into this little lake um, get it under the bridge, cut the cable, get it the, the car to drop onto the barge. Epic. Yes. It was in the newspapers. We were excited. That I was can our, only imagine. That was our big practical <laughs> joke. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was not cool when they sent me evidence. Here's a picture of, oh, no, no, destroy that. <laughs> destroy that. Destroy, I do destroy. not want to know that. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, totally off subject, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so real quick, April, um, where can we find uh, where can we find your social medias and oh. what, what you do? Um, on Instagram, I'm under Reyna, R-E-Y-N-A underscore art, A-R-T. I am also on Facebook under April Grady Reyna because, you know, who didn't want to be a liberated woman I don't know. Hyphen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, oh, Lord. You know, I, all I did was double my name, like, from five letters to ten, quite literally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm readily accessible through there. And uh, I don't know. I'm not super great at this whole social networking thing, but... I am getting better, you know, each week, month, whatever that I do it. So that's kind of exciting. Nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been, uh, been doing progress shots up on uh, Facebook and Instagram. 
when I think of it. Um, <laughs> and uh, just right now I've been doing a lot of like personal commissions, just trying to get some stuff wrapped up before I move out to uh, Houston. And with any luck, I'll be doing some more comic line art and stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to doing another portfolio review soon once I get some more comic pages up because uh, I've done a couple of uh, folio reviews with uh, like Aspen Comics and mm-hmm. um, Coffin Comics and you know some of the other um, artists uh, around uh, like uh, Tim Seeley and uh, Evas. Like they've uh, helped me out with a couple of pointers and. I'm ready for for another crack because uh, I've worked on a lot of stuff since I've shown my work and uh, I can see improvement and I'm hoping that they can too soon. So cool, nice. Yeah. Now, do you have anything coming up before you go? I've got one additional show coming up, which is going to be the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con uh, coming up at the end of June. I think it's uh, the June 28th through July 1st Mm -hmm. up in Las Vegas. Um, And then that's going to be my last show for the uh, for the year currently until I get out to uh, Houston and see what else is out there. Uh, I know that Houston's big show, Comic Palooza, is the same weekend generally as Phoenix. So, with any luck, next year they'll be on different weekends and that won't be an issue. I would really like to try it out, but not at the expense of losing my home show. This is my home show. Right. So. It's definitely it's definitely nice to have the the shows that you know where people remember you and you're not that starter going uh, who's that person? Yeah, I don't mind the whole starter thing. I I feel like I make friends no matter where I go, mm-hmm. and I've done a couple of shows out in Texas. I did Amazing Houston a couple of year well a year or two ago. I can't remember when. Yeah, we shut that place down. <laughs> well, they just haven't done another one. Um, well, and they, then they were gonna do one. Um, what was it? Not too long ago. They're, they were going to do one here last year. Yeah, uh, then they canceled that one. Yeah. And then uh, I've done a couple in San Antonio. And so it's kind of neat that I've, I've got a couple of friends that, that live and work down there in that area. So it's not like I'm going to be starting completely brand new someplace. Right. Um, I'm just going to have to, I guess, be smart about like what places I go and, and what dates they're going to be conflicting because I don't want to forget Phoenix. Phoenix is my home. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the same. Um, if uh, we've uh, applied for um, Vegas Fan Fusion, so uh, we're excited and hoping that uh, we will be approved. I reserved a room nice. <laughs> already, Good. so uh, we're hoping that if we, our media application is met, uh, we will be going over there, and that will be our very first out-of-state con. That'll be yeah. so exciting. Yeah, we're we're excited about it. That's for sure. Totally, <laughs> I I Vegas is such a big city, but what's really funny is that it's such a vacation city that, like you. Uh, like, I don't know, to be able to play to the locals is going to be a difficult thing because yeah. not a lot of them want to go right near the strip. Um, well, this is two, what, two streets off back? Or maybe. Too true, too and true. It's, it's still on the strip, technically. Yeah. yeah. Same zone. <laughs> uh, that When uh, Amazing Las Vegas was doing it at, uh, at a hotel, they uh, were able to basically... Uh, 
out-of-towners were able to rent a room and then just go straight to the show and then go back, and it was totally fine. And it actually wound up being a nice uh, local destination for several to go to play, um, you know, gambling stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But now that it's on the strip, uh, a lot of of, uh, locals don't like to go down there just to avoid traffic and having to pay for parking and whatever else. So, I mean, it's got its pros and cons. Um, if it's at the uh, convention center, which I imagine it, it probably is, ours is yeah. it's it's not bad. Um, they have hosted it. Uh, Amazing Las Vegas has hosted uh, there at the convention center the last two years. And I have to admit, it's not, not too bad. Um, I've enjoyed uh, having... Their dock personnel is super nice, and mm-hmm. they actually help you, and it's kind of all covered with your uh, your table costs and everything. Um, and um, I can only hope that that kind of uh, warm greeting is extended with the new show that uh, Square Egg is offering up yeah. there, because yeah. if that be the case, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll have success there. Well, um, yeah. we're we're hoping that if it kicks off really well, then uh, we'll be coming back on a regular basis. That um, would be fantastic. I'm I'm trying to slowly try to find a way to finance more shows mm-hmm. uh, for us going to these things, but uh, you know, it all takes money. It really does, but. Um, and I'm not an artist, so we don't have <laughs> we don't have an income coming in. That, that actually has that. It all comes out of the pocket. So. Absolutely. And, yeah, the first couple of years of doing this whole art thing, I found it to be kind of a bonus that, like, I would make any profit. Breaking even was, like, the game. Yeah. Um, and so now that I've gotten a few years under my belt, um, it's – and and some insight from some friends that have been doing it a good long time. I've been able to uh, streamline – not only what I bring, uh, my quantity amounts, um, what kind of displays are best for, you know, trying to, to move p- particular products. But sometimes there's other things that are going to uh, intervene that you can't help, like uh, your next-door neighbor putting up some sort of gaudy wall that's going to prevent from people see being able to see, see you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how to stop that because obviously... You can't. They have a display that exactly, they're going to try to put Exactly, exactly. So uh, it's, it's hard uh, to get not only the ideal placement, the ideal product that's going to sell, um, but also to be able to um, be personable. And I'm a hugger. i got to have a little aisle that's going to allow me to get out and mm-hmm. hug people because that is always going to be an issue for me. Um, <coughs> There was one show that uh, I got sandwiched in the middle between two people on my left and one person on my right, and I, I was practically crawling under my table to go hug people. It was ridiculous. I mean, we did finally like scoot over a little bit this way and over a little bit that way, and I was able to like get out and, you know, do that. But I mean, it was 
now I know I have to have an escape plan. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. If anybody says anything, I mean, they're not going to say anything. Look at yeah. me. <laughs> Look at this face. Look at this face. <laughs> we need to design a, a con table special for that. You know, it looks like everything else, but the middle is always cleared because that's where you're drawing. Hmm. And then when someone comes up, you just kind of lift it up out of the way because it's, yeah. it's, it's a hinge table. You can go out, do your hug thing, come back, and then you start drawing again. That would be <laughs> Awesome. There we go. We're going to have to start constructing these things. We'll sell them to the convention. There right. you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up because um, it's just been <laughs> gone that fast. <laughs> right. Thank you guys so much for having oh, me yeah, out. Thanks and for coming out. With any luck, I'll be able to make a return appearance. Yeah, totally. Woo. By the way, do you know that she lives out by me? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, we dragged, we dragged her all the way down here. Um, and she lives like off Powell Road. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm, I gotta build my studio. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but anyway, uh, so from all of us here at Con Air Radio, just make sure you guys are uh, following us on our social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And of course, uh, hit up our Patreon. Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> please. I'm, I, I, I'm actually playing with an idea. I haven't brought this up to you yet, but I know I know how much you want me to bring back Blu-ray, Blu-ray Rewind. I keep mentioning it. I'm thinking what we need to do is make it a Patreon-exclusive show. Ooh. That way, anybody who, uh, who supports Con Air Radio with $5 a month will get, its, will get their own independent show on Blu-ray Reviews. Hmm. Little, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Little, little, <laughs> little, little, little idea to throw out there. But. Uh, and we are actually slowly building up some merch uh, to put on there. I bought these, or I had these little um, uh, bookmarks made up. Nice. And oddly, oddly enough, those were the things I forgot. I bought like so many of them. I'm sitting there going, I'm going to run out of these. I just kept forgetting to hand them out to people. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I ordered like 25, and I probably still have 20. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I failed. Epic fail here. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's we're, okay. We're you always forget something, whether it's tape or scissors or a banner. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot my comic books for a Comic-Con once. I was just Ooh. like, yeah. There's always something. Always something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we learn from our mistakes and try to figure it out. That way we can forget as something absolutely new. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, once again, thank you again. uh, Thank you guys uh, again for listening. And April, thank you again for coming out. Thank you for having me. All right. And from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll see See you you at the con. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? Going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.